igniting, inspiring, and evoking the fire within. It's also what it took to get there, that hard work, that determination, that culmination of everything coming together, whether it be professionally, whether that be personally, whether that be working through marital troubles, working through hard times in your life, going through depression, going through anxiety, going through not knowing what you want to be in life and really finding your niche and really finding what makes you happy. You're listening to the What's Your Inspiration podcast with Fox Buyer. Hello and welcome to episode 53 of the What's Your Inspiration podcast. Today, he's on, a former student, an NC State Wolfpack alum, a Yankees fan, an avid baseball fan and a junkie, and he's pursuing an MBA at Syracuse University. He is Michael Bruno. Michael, how are you this evening? I'm doing well. How about yourself, Coach? Better than I deserve. <laughs> I start off all, all these, and certainly in these times, I'm, I'm better than, than I deserve. Let's get right into it. Okay, now, you are a graduate of Whippany Park High School, and I, and I taught you as a freshman. Um, graduated in 2010, is that correct? Correct. That is correct. So it is 2020. It is 10 years later. Don't remind me. <laughs> Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm gonna. I'm, I'm on. I'm close to 25 out of high school. So you. You, you know what? I'm getting closer to 30 than I am 20, and I try not to think about that every day. <laughs> Just a number. Just a number. Do you, Do you have any? Uh, does your class have any plans for a, a uh, reunion this year? Not that I've heard. Um, you know what? I have to say. <sighs> specifically my class, my group of friends, the people that I associated with, we're all kind of around here. Um, you know, we all, you know, the foursome that I golf with, we're all my friends from high school. Um, the people that I see when I go out to Jersey City, Morristown, whatever it may be, all, you know, people I see in the gym, all my friends that I graduated with. So I, I have to say I'm blessed to have everyone uh, that I went to high school with still around and I still see everyone. That's cool. And so essentially you have a reunion every day when you go out around town. <laughs> Pretty much. That's whippity for you. There's, there, there's no need. Uh, so it's 2020. You graduated 10 years ago. Do you still own any whippity park gear? Oh, yes. I own and I still kept, um, it was winter track, the state sectional championship t-shirt, still in the bottom of my drawer. That's awesome. Um, we went to uh, the town hall and they gave us t-shirts for winning the state sectional championship. So I still have that t-shirt. So you're coached by the Brad Callahan, correct? I was coached by the one and only. The Brad Callahan. And let me tell you something. It's been 10 years since you graduated high school. He has not aged a single day. <laughs> okay. He's, the, Good. He's, he's Liberty Park's version of Benjamin Button, just to let you know. Um, now, the next question is, you're, you're, you, know, you graduated at NC State in 2014. Correct. Okay. How often do you wear Wolfpack apparel? I just took off my NC State sweatshirt <laughs> about five minutes ago. Um, you know what? I, I have to say. I went into NC State and I was 125 pounds soaking wet. 
I came out of NC State about 170 pounds soaking wet. Now I'm up near 190, 195. So a lot of the clothes don't fit, but I keep ordering <laughs> more. So they they keep getting my money for new te- for a new sweatshirt. So I wear them quite often. So you are a product of the Krispy Kreme challenge. <laughs> All the way right here. <laughs> and we'll get into that later later in in the interview. But to get a little bit more serious here, you have a biology degree from NC State, correct? Correct. Human biology. Human biology degree from NC State. And you're currently, as I said, working uh, in the pharmaceutical industry. I didn't say that, but I, I did now. Working in the pharmaceutical industry. So with, with COVID-19, uh, COVID-19 happening right now, this pandemic, with you in your job, what's it been um, like working last two months? And where do you see the world um, two months from now? Well, personally working, it's been tough. Um, thankfully, I am in a microbiology lab. So our cleaning procedures are above and beyond as it is. Um, so, you know, even going in before this all happened, we were wearing appropriate um, PPE. So, you know, protective personal equipment. Um, so, you know, we still clean down everything, you know, the walls, the benches, the floors, everything gets clean from head to toe. But now it's a little bit weird because we're doing the same measures in the cafeteria, in the office, in the bathroom, cleaning everything, wearing masks and gloves and makes it a little bit more difficult. But um, I have to say, personally, we've gotten, you know, I do a lot of antibiotic testing. So we've got an influx of work, but you know what? As much as it's tough getting that much more work, it gives me solace in the fact that I know people are working on this and I know people want to get this done. Um, I try not to think about the fact that these companies is the first person that gets a vaccine is going to get a blank check from the government. And they know that, but I like to think of it as everyone wants the world to get better. So that's a, that's a good perspective. That's a good perspective. You just, you want some kind of return to normalcy, whatever, whatever it takes. But you'd exactly. like it if it was your company that really, that really, uh, that really started things up. I, I, understand. I understand. Well, you know, it's, you know, that word normalcy. I think it's going to have a brand new definition when this is all. Yes, over. it's going to be a new normal. I mean, I'm, I'm saying that, understanding that it going to be a brand new normal. I don't think we know what the new normal is going to be. Um, I agree. I don't. You know, I have to say, I think that it is going to entice a lot of people to be cleaner, to disinfect more. You see the people at the gym, they have the signs all over, wipe down the equipment. Maybe people start to listen to those signs and wipe down their equipment when they're done. Um, You know, people, you know, may think twice about going to a crowded restaurant, a crowded bar. We'll see. Um, I think people... You know, I see what's going on in Georgia now. They opened up a little too soon. They're getting an influx of new COVID cases. So I don't know if two months is going to be, we're going to be back to our new normal or whether we're going to be in this for the whole summer. So just wanted to get, get, your, get your opinion. And, and I don't know either. Uh, <laughs> I quote, 
Dr. Martin Luther King, I think he said, faith is trying to get to the top of the stairs without be, being able to see the next step. And we certainly, we can see the next step, but not, not, not very much beyond that. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? We, I think us as people who are not on those, you know, in those labs coming up with the vaccines, having the strains working with them, uh, working with patients on how to cure them, we as the people that are not doing that need to stop adding on to what they have to do. Yes. Um, you know, which means we just have to keep staying healthy, staying safe, staying away from each other. You know, it's, it's one of those where do we go outside and enjoy ourselves for a little bit of time, but extend the amount of time that we're in this, or do we wait suffer through it a little bit longer than we want to, but come out better on the other side. I think you just answered your own question. I think you <laughs> yeah. answered your own question. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> right. Best thing I can do right there is just shut up. <laughs> yeah. Although it's going to be tough. I hear they're opening the golf courses this weekend. I played one round so far this year, played very well and haven't played since. So I'm answering to get out. I think you answered your own question there. Just just sit on that good round for a good six months. <laughs> that, <laughs> that's it. That go go into, you know, maybe next season on a high. Sounds like a plan to me, Mike. Sounds like a plan to me. All right. So we've we caught up, got your opinion of, of things going on currently. Now, I brought you on here because you uh, partook, played a role in a film uh, directed by mix up a lot of names here, but but uh, main contributors were Donovan Russo, Ryan Lessica, Sebastian Russo, um, and tell me again the name of your of the actress in in Sparks. Uh, Nid is her Nid. name. Okay, so Nid. Um, so you through I'm going to read off of this. You were recommended by Donovan Russo, and Donovan's been on three episodes of this podcast. I, I call him the Vulture. Call him the Vulture. <laughs> He's fantastic. Yeah, he is. Episode 13, 22, and 34, if you want to look that up, people who are, who are listening and watching. And you played a role in his short film called Sparks. So my question to you is, um, explain how this relationship between you and Donovan began, and a bit about Sparks, and why, are you, so, why you are so passionate about it. Well, a little bit of a backstory on me um, and my love of film. Um, I consider myself an introverted extrovert. Uh, so, you know, I do find myself a lot wanting to be home and watch movies. And my college roommate also always used to say that I never liked any movie we watched because I was always so critical of them. Um, but you know, I am a student of the arts. I love film. I love the intricacies of it. Um, the movies that, you know, my mom calls, you know, the artsy farty just for the Oscars film. I love every one of them. So, What's an example? An example of one that, that your, your, your mother would call artsy farty and you just love it. What's an example? Marriage, marriage story. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. <laughs> and my mom was like, I watched a couple fight and get divorced for two and a half hours. <laughs> so... <laughs> You know, I just love the intricacies of it. I loved Adam Driver in his role. He was phenomenal. Um, Scarlett Johansson played another phenomenal role. So, 
Um, so I, you know, in college and a little bit um, outside of college, um, I helped a friend of mine work in a few of her films. Um, and I came across Donovan on LinkedIn, um, watched uh, a few of his films and opened up some dialogue with him. And he was the most receptive person in terms of my comments, um, talking about our perspective on things, you know, finding somebody who you can have great dialogue with and who challenges you mentally is somebody that, you know, you want to value and they are a, you know, quality person to you, um, keeps your mind stimulated, helps you think in a different perspective than how you would normally think. And Donovan is definitely one of those people or else he wouldn't have been on, uh, on the podcast three times. Um, the growth mindset guy. And, and so are you. Oh, thank you. And, um, so yeah, so we decided to meet up and, you know, talk about what we see ourselves in the future and, you know, he's working on his MBA as well. We have that in common and we met up a few times at Starbucks and, um, the one day he pitched, you know, for me to go on his website and look at his material and, I read uh, Sparks and it was originally set in an elevator and I thought it was fantastic. Um, I loved uh, the interaction between the man and the woman character. I loved the uh, Donovan's favorite word, avant-garde, um, <laughs> that abstract nature to it. Um, the fact that each and even between me and Donovan, I thought that I interpreted it differently than he did differently than Ryan did differently than Sebastian did. So I just love that about it. Um, and we met up maybe, you know, one or two times after that, um, coming up with ideas, way to tweak it. Um, and then when, uh, Ryan and Sebastian joined in, they, uh, tweaked the script to where it was fantastic. Um, you know, between Ryan and Donovan going through four or five, however many takes to get the script perfectly, they absolutely nailed it. Um, it was phenomenal. How so filming, I'm sorry. How, how long did filming la uh, take? <sighs> long time. One whole day. <laughs> One whole day. Um, we, uh, we actually did not meet Nid, uh, the co-star, until that morning. We had spoken a few times on the phone, and uh, Donovan came up with the idea of, you know what, let's hop on a train and go pick her up from New York City, and you can get to know each other on the train before you start filming. No kidding. So, so we hopped on a train at about 6.30 in the morning, <laughs> got into New York City, ran around Penn Station about six times before we found her. And, uh, you know, little did we know, and we found out on the train ride back that she is a star in India, um, absolute star. And I am very grateful and thankful to her, the way that she approached things, the way that action and she set locked, she is this character. I thought it was fantastic. And she taught me so much. Um, so we came back, we filmed, um, 
And yeah, it's, uh, it, it was fantastic. And, um, she and I, you know, we got on really well. And one of the best parts about filming in such a small group, small project was we all played a role. If I said, let's try it this way, everyone, everyone was open to ideas. So as much as I acted, I like to think that I had a small part in production. I had a small part in direction. Um, so, and we all did. Everyone had their say. Nobody really was pinned in on one specific role, one specific job function. And, you know, that speaks to what we all want to do in the future. Um, you know, and coming full circle, going back to, you know, my job, I do a wide variety of tests. I deal with finance, I deal with sales, I deal with quoting, um, I deal with manufacturing and, you know, taking those bits and pieces kind of steered me into the direction where I think I want to go. Now, will I be there in five years? Will I be even in the field in five years? Only time will tell. But in, in a similar tone, that way with the film, we all kind of got a taste. And, you know, and I think that not only having one person producing, one person directing aided in how well I think the film came out. There's strength in numbers, right? There's Absolutely. strength in numbers. And so yeah, I would say that strength in numbers and the, the benefits of having just an open growth mindset. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I've watched, the, I've watched Sparks a number of times. It is up on YouTube and it's uh, the fact that I watched it numerous times, I, I think speaks to how well it, well it was done and how well of a job you did. You and Nid had, did have that. I mean, not that I'm a critic, but you, you certainly had a tremendous on-screen chemistry. And that's yeah. Really yeah, it was fantastic. I know uh, it's up on YouTube, uh, Instagram. I know um, Nid, who, you know, she, she's the star out of all of us. Um, thanks to her. I know last I looked, we were 4,500 views already. So we're, we're very proud of that. I'll, uh, I'm going to fire it in the show notes. So hopefully we'll get, we'll get uh, more views out of that as well. <laughs> Sparks! Starring Michael Bruno and Nid Sabaya. I hope I didn't uh, botch your last name, but I took a shot at it right there. <laughs> it's as good as I can do. So, and other contributors were, of course, Donovan Russo, Sebastian Russo, and Ryan Lessica. Is that right? Lessica? Last Correct. Night? So, and we're going to get Ryan, hopefully, um, on an episode shortly. I, I've been in touch with him. So, I'm looking forward to that. Michael, take a deep breath. We are now on the bottom half of the show, <laughs> bottom half of the interview, a game called What, Which, and Where. And you told me you've watched a couple episodes, so you're familiar with the format? Somewhat. So I'm going to, you know, thinking about knowing you, right, thinking about uh, things that you, you enjoy, I'm going to quote somebody or something, and you tell us from where it came. Are you ready? Okay. All right. So here we go. The first quote is someone. It goes like this. Surround yourself with good people who are honest with you and look out for your best interests. Oh, boy. Who said that? 
Who said that? I would think, and, and we talked about in the beginning, right? You're an avid baseball fan. You're an avid Yankees fan. You are a proud NC State Wolfpack alum. Now, but as soon as you said that, the first thing that popped to mind was Jim Valvano. That's a great guess. It is not Coach V. Who do we got? You, you, we've got one more guess on your part. <laughs> Surround yourself. Surround yourself with good people who are honest with you and look out for your best interest. This, he, he's a Major League Baseball player. He was drafted the very year that you were born. Derek Jeter. It's Derek Jeter. It's Derek <laughs> Jeter. Okay. Do you have any uh, Derek Jeter stories growing up from watching him play? I mean, aside from the millions of clips that I've seen, What's your favorite um, clip, favorite memory of him, favorite play at that? Yeah, you know what? Has to be the diving into the stance play. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? He was a player that played 100% all the time, and he knew, he assumed the risk, and he went anyway. And, you know, that takes courage. That takes, you know – a little stupidity, (laughs) but, um, you know, that just, I'm going to, I'm going to win this no matter what. And Hey, that's a, that's a great mindset to have, whether it's, I'm going to get this job, no matter what, I'm going to close the sale, no matter what I'm going to cure coronavirus, no matter what, whatever it may be, what a mindset to have. It's an extreme competitor and extreme competitor. Yeah. All right, so from one extreme competitor to another, the next quote goes like, goes like this. I'm like, who said it? It goes like this. A person doesn't, doesn't become – I can't even read my writing. A person, a person does not become whole, okay, until they are part of something bigger than themselves. Now, is that Jim Valvano? That is Coach V. <laughs> that is Coach V. Is no, Coach v. yeah. Oh, I've, I don't know how many times you've seen the SB speech. Couldn't even count. Uh, probably, it's probably in the hundreds. Yeah, it's probably in the hundreds. Yeah. Oh, that, that, and you know what? Just looking up his other speeches, which they do show bits and pieces of in Survive in Advance, were all fantastic as well. What a speaker. What an orator. Gifted. Yeah, and we we spoke about this before the podcast. So, my college baseball coach, Ray Tanner, currently the athletic director at South Carolina, and now is a, a, a proud disciple of Coach Volvano. So when he was uh, a baseball player at NC State, speaking of Coach Tanner, and then was coaching at NC State, Coach V was um, um, obviously <coughs> the men's basketball coach and moved into the athletic director's role um, during his time. Right. Um, and – I guess I'm, I'm sure you, you may know this story too. He, he was a real coach V, a go-getter. So whenever he saw someone doing something that, that uh, was difficult and he thought he could do it, he would, he would go after it. So yeah. um, Coach Center told me this, this story about how they were watching the news one night, uh, um, you know, a sportscast, and Coach V said, I'm, I'm going to try that, like, tomorrow. And wouldn't you know, in the next couple of days, Coach V was doing a, a – some commentary on a local sports broadcast, like the, the evening news type type of thing. 
Uh-huh. Oh, and is. Coach V, and I think you know this, huge Yankees fan. Huge. Yeah, he was born in uh, New York, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Correct. Um, I, you know what? I really just love the fact, and it gives me chills just thinking about them in the gym before the season started, practicing cutting down the net and just saying, you know what? Taking a full circle back to Derek Jeter, we're going to win. I don't care how we get there. I don't care how we do it. And they did it in a very unorthodox fashion, but we're going to do it. So let's start practicing the best part. Let's envision ourselves doing this and let's get there. I don't care how, I don't care when, I don't care who, we're getting there. Your belief at the beginning of any undertaking is the one thing that ensures successful outcome of the venture. So that's not me. That's Dr. Norman Vincent Peale, the power of positive thinking. And I don't know, Coach Vigo's a reader. I don't know if he read that, but I'm sure um, something like that is within his mind. But awesome stuff. Oh, awesome yeah. stuff. Awesome stuff. Remember Thurl Bailey in Survive in Advance, you know, he commented on that. Who does that? <laughs> right. Coach B. Coach B. Pretty awesome. I'm, I'm, uh, I would have liked to have met the man. I, I, I really would have. I'm sure one conversation with him and you'd be running through a brick wall. If you change, if you change. And I'd probably fall in the other direction. But <laughs> beside the point, beside the point. Um, so carrying on with your, your, your Wolfpack experience, um, uh, share a little bit of advice for those current uh, NC State students who are about to run in their first Krispy Kreme challenge. <laughs> well, you know, my fir- a, a few pieces of advice. First of all, it's a 5K. As soon as they shoot the gun, don't sprint like I did. <laughs> Everyone is so... <laughs> Everyone is so excited. It's freezing cold. It's six o'clock in the morning. And anybody who knows me knows that I am miserable before about 10 and two cups of coffee. So (laughs) it's six o'clock in the morning. As soon as that gun goes off, you're like, I got to get moving. I got to wake up. I got to go. And you know what? It's what? Two and a half kilometers to the Krispy Kreme, two and a half kilometers back to the bell tower. And, uh, yeah, so getting there, not too, not too terribly difficult. You're, you know, you're chugging along. You're just anxiously awaiting the Krispy Kremes. Um, when you get there, what I did, they're so light and fluffy, those Krispy Kreme donuts. You take about four of them, five of them, and you squish them into one. Um, now, <laughs> the people who don't know th- the details of the Krispy Kreme challenge, it's a 5K. You run from the Bell Tower in NC State to the Krispy Kreme store where they make the donuts. You eat a dozen donuts and you run back. It's a whole big event. You raise money. And um, so, yeah, you take about four or five donuts and you squish them into one. And they're so light and fluffy. It's about the consistency of a donut. So, you know, you take down 12 donuts, the equivalent of about three or four and then it starts to hit you about at uh you know kilometer four and you just try not to hurl the last kilometer Uh, great description now i wanted to ask you a couple of things do you remember your time your finishing time 
when you ran, how many times did you run it? And then your, maybe your first time, what was your, do you recall? Just once. And I don't remember. I remember wanting to, now I remember the time that I ran it, it was drizzling. It was freezing cold. And as soon as it was over, I wanted to go back in bed, go to the bathroom. Not in that order. (laughs) (laughs) So I remember finishing and saying, this was fun. I'll be in bed. Because it was obviously not, was it 10 a.m. yet when you finished? Oh, (laughs) I'm not that slow, coach. (laughs) When 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 does it start in the morning? What is it? Eight o'clock? Gun gun goes off. To be honest, I don't remember. Couldn't have been later than eight o'clock. Okay. Now, uh, that day that you ran, you recall eating after you ate the donuts at some point during the day? At some point during the day, whether it be dinner (laughs) or I don't remember when it was. But like I said, it's the equivalent of about three or four donuts. Okay. Um, which still you're getting through for donuts and you're running five kilometers. It's, you know, going to make your stomach turn, but still, um, now, you know what I have to say? Maybe this is advice to NC state students as a whole. I was the only person I knew that had a meal plan all four years. I, everyone's like, oh, the dining hall food, but I loved it. Now, Maybe it added to the fact that I did not want to cook or clean. That, you know, that might have <laughs> helped me enjoy it a little bit more. But I loved it. And, you know, I had, there was a Chick-fil-A on campus. So, oh. you, yes, you know, sir. You know what? Now that Chick-fil-A is becoming big up north, I have just a very, eh, because I had it for four years. Uh, you know, right. probably you crushed, and so did probably, I. Yeah, probably three, four times a week. So now I'm just like, eh, spicy chicken sandwich. I'll take it or leave it. Right, you, you've you've had your fill. I understand. And uh, like you, I I had a meal plan all four years of college, and my freshman year, Mike, I was on a 21 meal a week meal plan. So everyone had it covered. <laughs> okay, everyone. Had it covered freshman year. Oh, oh, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Absolutely. Yes, I did it. I did it. I rarely ever, ever ate off campus unless, you know, I went home and had dinner with uh, my roommate and his, his family. So now coach, uh, did you put on the, did you put on the freshman 15? I don't know where it goes, but <laughs> I probably went to school at around 120 pounds and, and I'm 41 years old. So this is uh, when I graduated in, I left Carolina in 02. Uh, this is what, 17, 18 years later, I've gained 15 pounds. I'm, I'm about 135 pounds right now. So okay. uh, uh, the, the, the miracles of, C, of spastic CP, muscles shaking my body 24 hours a day. You know, I, I'm stiff as a board, but I, I don't gain weight. <laughs> you're uh, what, basal metabolic rate through That's, the roof? You said it. You said it. You're, you're, you're the bio guy. Um, <laughs> I just call it hypertentious, hypertentious cerebral palsy. Um, but yeah, one of, the, one of the blessings of it. So I, I haven't gained much weight over the years. My, my diet at times has been um, Krispy Kreme only <laughs> type things. As Will Ferrell would say, candy, candy canes, candy corns, and syrup. Uh, <laughs> at times. The four food groups. The four food groups from, from Elf there. All right. All right. Excellent. So we're winding down here. Um, the big question. 
we all know um, not all heroes wear a cape, but if you had a chance to take a car ride, a one-hour car ride with one of the following three people, who would it be and why? Would it be Derek Teeter? Would it be Coach Jim Valvano? Or would it be NC State alum and Washington National shortstop, Trey Turner? <sighs> Love Derek Teeter. Um, love Coach V. <laughs> Probably saw every game that Trey Turner played at NC State. Now, he's an, he's another one, Brett Gardner-esque. He goes 100% every time. That's a good comparison. As soon as he steps on the field, he's ready to play baseball. And we keep going over the common theme. I'm not going to stop till I win. I'm going to run as fast as I can. I'm going to steal 90 bases a year and I'm going to score no matter what. Um, but if I had to choose one of those three, I think it would have to be coach V. And the reason being, I think that one of my skills or so I think is leadership. Um, you know, the, the common, you know, I don't know if you've seen the graphic between a boss and a leader, a boss is behind telling his people to move forward. A leader is at the front bringing his people with him. And, you know, that's kind of the, the mantra of any good teacher, any good leader trains the people below him to be better than him. And, you know, obviously you, you want to have faith, you want to have confidence, you want to motivate the people below you. And I think that I could learn so much from Coach V, you know, coming, you know, with what I want to do personally, um, in my career professionally. Um, I think that Coach V can, you know, having one car ride with him would, you know, give me a lot to work with on how to motivate people, how to have faith in people. You know, there was that line in Survive in Advance where, I don't know if it was one of the sports writers or one of the assistant coaches said he brought in less than qualified people and he had that mantra, I can change them, you know? And I don't care if they're down in the dumps. I don't care if they have bad grades, not motivated. I can change them. I can push them. Uh, and in my opinion, to be the best that they can be. Um, you know, and, and I think that that's great personally, professionally, and, you know, can, you know, benefit not just me, but everyone. It sounds like you wouldn't let Coach V out of the car. <laughs> I probably wouldn't. I probably wouldn't. I, I don't know if I, I would either. A great explanation and, and, and a great choice. Choice. So, Coach V, one-hour car ride between him, with him and, and, and Mike Bruno. Now, in, in the end, fill this sentence in, Mike. In the end, it's all about what? In the end, I have to think about that one. I, a few words come to mind. Um, now, 
I'm going to say this, and I'd like to explain. The first word that came to mind, and I think uh, in all fairness, in all honesty, um, the first word in the end, it all comes down to success was the first word that came to mind. Um, And that could mean different things to different people. Um, Could mean being rich, could mean having a great family life, could be having a good golf game, (laughs) you know, whatever it may be. But, you know, could it be, you know, the small successes in life, you know, that, you know, you at work, I train people to do certain tasks. Sometimes I'm looking over their shoulder and they're doing it better than me. And I'm like, that's it. That's my success. Or, you know, you, I can only, you know, almost guarantee that all of these doctors, nurses, people on the front lines, when they go and they see a patient walk out the door, success. I love, love, love watching those videos of the people who have completed chemo and they ring the bell. Success right there. They fought. And you know what? It's, it's also what it took to get there, that hard work, that determination, that culmination of everything coming together, whether it be professionally, whether that be personally, whether that be working through marital troubles, working through hard times in your life, going through depression, going through anxiety, going through not knowing what you want to be in life and really finding your niche and really finding what makes you happy. And that is your success. Um, So, you know, personal successes, professional successes, and what it takes to get there. I love the image of the iceberg. I don't know if you've ever seen it, the iceberg. And at the top, it says wealth, success, wealth, success, whatever it may say. And underneath is the giant iceberg underneath the water hard work, determination, courage, time spent, you know, all these different being down and out and overcoming everything to get to the top of the iceberg to get that success. Sure. People have success. It's um, always a product of practicing things thousands and thousands of times in private. And that's it. And, And you know what? Those, those are the best successes where you don't tell anyone, I'm working on this. And you know what? Where it's, I don't need people to acknowledge it. I don't need whatever. And, you know, I know that I trained, I practiced, I went through troubles, I studied, I, whatever it may be applicable to each person's own life and finding that success. And who cares? You can get accolades, you can get awards or riches or wealth or whatever it may be. But that just feeling inside where it's like, I trained and I did this. I worked hard and I did this. I, you know, went to marriage counseling and we did this and we're happy or did, you know, whether it be trained for a marathon and completed that. And that just that internal successful feeling nothing like it. Gratification, right? Gratification through fulfillment. Fulfillment. I've already kind of explained this, but I wanted to give you another shot. Uh, what parting advice do you have for the listeners or people watching? 
Empty your pockets, in other words. <laughs> it, it, I'm gonna, the, the most eloquent way I could put this comes full circle coach Jim Valvano. Don't give up, don't ever give up. Um, I've gone through some tough times. Um, I've gone through my trials and tribulations. Um, I don't think that anyone who is a success, whether that be how, if they feel successful, everyone has tried and failed. Everyone has pushed through some sort of barrier to get to where they want to be. And that separates the, the winners from the losers is the people who, when you get knocked down, when you get stopped, do you say, I quit? Or do you say, okay, this is a learning experience and I'm going to go through again. And, you know, you know, it, it's one of those things watching now the last dance, everyone saw Michael Jordan. You didn't see the 10,000 shots that he took in his backyard. He didn't give up. Um, you know, he, what lost game one to the Celtics in the 80, 80, 86, 86, 86 playoffs talking about. Yes. He came out the next day and scored 63 points. I mean, don't give up and you will get there, whatever it may be. In the words of the late great Jim Valvano, don't give up. Don't ever give up. I like it. The very tenacious Michael Bruno here yes. on episode 53 of the What's Your Inspiration podcast. Mike, how can people get in touch with you? They want to reach out and get in contact with you. Um, probably either um, LinkedIn would probably be LinkedIn. Email would be the best way to contact me. So just spell your last name. Uh, B-R-U-E-N-O. Nine out of ten people will get that wrong. <laughs> Okay. That's why I, I, I would advise you would do that. Very good. Very good. Yeah. Hey, Mike, this has been spectacular. It's been great to reconnect with you after all of these years. It's not something I expected, but it's been a, been a, been a nice um, respite for me and reward during this time. So thank you very much from your NC State stories to your golfing stories um, and, and sharing just very relevant advice, especially during this time. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me on, Coach. It's been my pleasure. This will wrap up Episode 53 of the What's Your Inspiration podcast. Michael and I will talk with you all later. Take good care. You have been listening to the What's Your Inspiration podcast with Fox Buyer. Because impact on each other is the greatest currency you could ever have.